What's up, everybody? Welcome back once again to the Pardon My Mental Podcast. I'm your host, Jackie, a.k.a. JX Savage. Um, Of course, as usual, thank you to everyone who tuned in last week, the weeks before, and also tuning in this week. I know that the last couple of weeks have been a little crazy. You know, you guys were expecting... Um, an episode on Monday per usual, but you know, I had technical difficulties. I've had things in my life that have happened. And this week with this week's episode coming in on a Tuesday, um, yesterday was Labor Day. So I wanted everyone to enjoy their holiday and also for me as well to enjoy my holiday and a little, um, just a little break from life. But of course, the conversation continues. Um, I hope that people continue to stick with me, continue to be um, understanding, continue to hang in there. I know last week I asked you guys for any um, topics that you would like for me to discuss um, next season. This season is almost over. I have had 10 episodes lined up and we're already halfway through we're on episode five i believe so we're halfway through the season if you have any suggestions on what i should talk about for next season and what you would like to hear um from me from next season please feel free to contact me leave a message um send me a send me an email you know i do have an email address is pmmpodcast at gmail.com Feel free to send in any suggestions that you might have. Um, I hope everyone had a great weekend, but also had a really great um, Labor Day weekend. I know for a lot of people, Labor Day means, okay, I'm going to have some time off. I'm going to spend time with family. You know, we're going to barbecue. You know, college football started last week. Um, this past weekend, which is which is great. You know, LSU had a game. Um a couple of of, uh, colleges back from where I'm from in Louisiana, Monroe, Louisiana to be exact, um, had some some games um, this past weekend. So it's just really just a lot of fun. It's you know, you get to spend time with your family, have a three-day weekend. You know, you can't beat that. But, of course, Tuesday is going to be the most Mondayest Tuesday you'll ever have in your life. So, just kind of pretend it's Monday and that you're getting this episode on a Monday on time. Um, so, I hope everyone had a great weekend and a great Labor Day. I do want to give a quick shout-out to Grambling State University. Um, this past weekend, they had their first... Um, college game. They had their first season opener game um, at ULM, University of Louisiana at Monroe, which is my alma mater. But as a lot of you guys know from previous episodes that I've talked about this, and if you know me personally, then you know how near and dear Gramley State University is to my heart. Um, My family majority of my family either went through Grambling State University or they went through Southern University, um, which Southern University is in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But as far as Grambling, my grandfather was a band director at Grambling State University, and he was the one who helped them get their nickname, the world-famed Tiger Marching Band. And at the game this past weekend, you know, I had been hearing things about how there was going to be a tribute to my grandfather at halftime by the marching band. And unfortunately, I couldn't make it to that game due to unforeseen circumstances. But um, a lot of my family went because they knew about this tribute that was happening. Um, And my mom went, my aunt Natalie went. 
and I had some cousins that went and a lot of people that I'm really good friends with went to the game and made sure to record the halftime show and send it to me or tag me in it on Facebook so I could see it and I just want to let everyone know that if you tagged me in it or you sent me the video I'm truly grateful because you guys know how much my grandfather meant to me um he was a beacon of light you know for me he I think he was he was really a beacon of light for a lot of kids who didn't have father figures and so the new band director at Grambling State University is Dr. Nicole Roebuck and she's the first ever female director of bands for um, Grambling State University and she was also a student of my grandfather's and I watched a video the day before where Gremlin had a pep rally and they first of all they sounded freaking amazing they sounded it was almost like listening to my grandfather direct this band it sounded so amazing and you know the brass is just insane but the tribute to my grandfather was more than I think that any of us could have asked for um it touched me it touched my mother my mom cried and unfortunately with me being unable to go to the game I didn't see the footage until the very next day and the very next day I saw the footage and I bawled and I cried like a baby because in watching that footage I knew that my grandfather was literally probably beaming with so much joy and feeling so grateful and feeling so proud and in that moment, I was extremely proud of my grandfather because it helped me understand how much love people had and still have for him. And you also have to understand that the kids that are in the band, they don't really have a clue as to who he is. I mean, they, I'm pretty sure, you know, Dr. Roebuck taught them the history because you can't be in Grambling's band without knowing who Maurice Johnson is. You can't be in Grambling's band without knowing who Dr. Larry Pinnell is. You can't be in Grambling's band without knowing who Conrad Hutchison is. Like you can't be, it's almost like you can't be a Grambling student and play football at Grambling and not know who Eddie Robinson is. Like these people are quintessential staples in Grambling history. And for them to take the time to pay that respect to my grandfather, I think, is really what touched my family more than anything. Because, I mean, you don't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even for my grandfather's funeral, Dr. Roebuck stepped up and the, you know, the, the faculty and staff band came to the funeral and they performed and it was... It was literally like having a second line in his funeral. You know, if you're you're from Louisiana and particularly from New Orleans, you know exactly what a second line is. And um, it was literally like as soon as When the Saints Come Marching In came on, it was just like a second line was just really at that funeral service. And, you know, I know my grandfather, he would have only wanted for us to be happy. Of course, we're going to mourn because people have to understand that we're not only just mourning my grandfather, we're mourning someone who made such an impact not only just in our lives as his family, but in the lives of so many other people and 
so the tribute to him at the Grambling State University and University of Louisiana Monroe game was absolutely beautiful. I'm completely grateful. I'm humbled. I am overjoyed. I'm filled with so much emotion. I'm still, my heart is full. Still, even now, my heart is full. And I don't think that we could have asked for a better tribute to my grandfather. So shout out to Gramlin and shout out to the world fame and shout out to Dr. Roebuck. You you guys did amazing. You guys sounded amazing. And my family couldn't have asked for anything more. So that was my family's Labor Day weekend was getting the the tribute from Gramlin State and world fame for my grandfather. So we're completely 100% grateful um, for that. Um, Per usual, as I have been doing for the last few episodes, I've been providing you guys with different coping mechanisms that you can use or try out with your, you know, to kind of get your mental health under control. Um, The first mechanism, I think, goes for everyone across the board. I think we do this without thinking um, because it's such a huge part of life, and that's listening to music. You know, music is a universal language, and it's also great therapy. You don't have to play an instrument. Um, You don't have to be a singer. You know, you don't have to be a songwriter. You don't have to be a composer or anything like that. But I, I feel that if you find the right music to listen to, you can pretty much uplift your spirits. And I don't know if I mentioned music before. I can't really remember. But I think it's important to be sure that you do not go and get music that is sad. I think you can listen. Like, let's say, for instance, you, you have a heartbreak. Um, everyone gets their heart broken. The first two songs that we go to, maybe three <laughs> that we go to uh, when it comes to a heartbreak is we go to Tony Braxton's um, Unbreak My Heart. Or we go to... Um, Amanda Perez, Angel. God send me an angel. That song right there. Um, we go to that. Or we go to, oh gosh, what's, what's the other song? Um, I can't think of the other song right now, but those for sure are the two songs that we go to when we're like super in our feelings and someone just broke our heart and we just like unbreak my heart, you know, or God send me an angel from the heavens above, you know what I'm saying? Like those are the songs that we kind of, that we go to. I really hate that the third one kind of just slipped my mind just now, but, um, you can listen to the, oh, the third one, Mary J. Blige, not going to cry. Lord, if that's not, (laughs) if that is not an anthem for women, whenever our heart is broken, who shall? You can listen to those songs, but don't dwell on them. I think that to get to a place where you need to be mentally, not just emotionally, but mentally to where you're not dwelling and you're getting depressed and all this other stuff, I think it's important to go back and listen to really positive music, especially music uplifting who you are as a human being. Um, things that are positive about yourself, you know. I think listening to a Beyonce upgrades you or listening to a Beyonce um, partition or something like that. Something that makes you feel good, get me body. Something that's fun. Something that puts you in good spirits. Um, I know we've all been in heartbreak and we've had moments where we've sat there and was like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can put myself in that mood. It takes a lot of, think of it like this. 
Does it take a lot of energy? Absolutely. It takes a lot of energy to be sad, you know, but of course that is our automatic resting space when we've been heartbroken or we've been hurt. We we rest in a space of sadness and that's natural. That is okay, but don't live there. I think it's important to not live there. I think that if you place a goal before yourself and that goal being that you are going to be positive and listen to positive music, I think that if you achieve that goal, then you've won. You've literally won the battle of someone else breaking your heart. You've won the battle between you and your mental health. I feel like, you know, sometimes we do have to take medication for our mental health. I've said that before, but I do feel that a better alternative is for us to be able to combat those you know, our mental health demons with more natural and more ways that don't require putting poison into our bodies. Not saying that those pills are are all that those medications are all poisons because like I say that it the medication really does help for some people, especially, you know, people for instance like for with bipolar you know, disorder, you know, mad depressive or people who are schizophrenic. You know, I think that that is necessary for those people. But I think that when it comes to things such as anxiety or depression or, you know, things like that, I feel like we, we're able to, you know, attain that. I think we're able to keep ourselves leveled. Um, we just have to really fight for that. And sometimes we might not feel like we have the fight in us, but we have to search for that fight and, and fight as hard as we can. So music is a really good thing. One, my favorite genre of music I have too is uh, R&B. I'm a huge, huge, huge R&B fan. I always have been. And hip hop. But I think... And those, you know, you can listen to country, you can listen to pop, you can listen to alternative grunge, hit up your little Nirvana, you know, things like that. But I think we need to listen to music that is uplifting and uh, music that kind of calms us. There's this song, it's an instrumental, and it's called Chilled Cream. I can't think exactly of who... Uh, the band is, but I'll post it on the on the Facebook page. But it's called Chilled Cream, and it's an instrumental, and it calms me so much when I am in a space that is negative that could potentially affect my mental health. That song just puts me in such a zone. And you know, people like to listen to neo soul. You have people that like to listen to inspirational music. You have people who like to listen to gospel. That's all great, and that is all amazing. If that helps you, do that. You know, that helps you do that. Um, another thing that kind of helps me that I've been doing since forever is finding a serene area to meditate. It can be a place as simple as a park. You could have a you know, a um, a a little nook, a reading nook, or something like that, that you sit and you read or you meditate. Um, you can go to the beach, you can go to the lake, you can go to the river in Louisiana in Monroe um, at Forsyth Park. We used to go to the levee, which was basically at the Washita River, and it's so peaceful there. 
and it's so it's serene it's you have time to sit and collect your thoughts and you allow the you, you allow nature and you allow the wind and everything beautiful about mother earth basically whisk away all of your bad energy whisk away all of your, all of your bad juju um, it's important to be able to meditate and to calm yourself and to kind of get your mind to a peaceful state because we can be our own worst enemy sometimes our mind can be something that can attack us there's a really old school popular proverb um, that says um, an idle mind is a devil's workshop and if that is not the most <laughs> real thing on earth I don't know what else is and I feel like if you try to go to a park or something you kind of clear your mind and get into a really space and you meditate and you think clearly and you take deep breaths and you exhale and inhale and things like that I think that that will work out greatly and will beat the you know the demons in that way your mind won't become the devil's workshop so I think that that is super important so two coping mechanisms this week listening to music and finding a serene area to clear your mind and to meditate so this week's episode it's called life hashtag life goals and I it took a minute for me I really wanted to talk about this but it took a minute for me to find a song that I felt kind of fit the narrative a little bit and it was really hard but one of the topics in life goals that I'm going to talk about is um our path to achieving whatever goals that we have set for ourselves and the song that I felt could resonate a little bit with it I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some some judgment on this and you know that's perfectly fine everyone's not a fan but it's Cardi B and it's her song Get Up 10 it is off of her Grammy winning album um, Invasion of Privacy which she released last, last year 2018 um, I know a lot of people are going to say whatever it is that they want to say. Why would you choose Cardi B? Blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, put all bullshit aside. Let's just be all the way 100 real quick. You put all the bullshit aside of whatever it is that we may have heard about Cardi or whatever it is that she may have said. The song Get Up 10 is a really powerful record, if we're honest. Because in the song, she's talking about how she grew up in the projects about how she used to strip right across the street from the elementary school or the high school that she went to. She talked about the struggle. She talked about eating syrup sandwiches, you know, just to survive. She talked about how she had to be the one to, to be the breadwinner in her family so everyone could eat. She talked about how people would, you know, pressure her to do certain things in order to get ahead or... Um, about how people would tell her she was never going to make it and people would knock her down nine times but she got up ten. That to me is super duper duper important and that's why I wanted to use the song. I don't care about how Cardi may have done X, Y, and Z back in the day. That has absolutely nothing to do with me so that in that essence I do not care. 
Because if we're being completely all the way honest, if you're worried about me using this song because of what Cardi may or may have not done, you guys are out here having sex and letting people skeet up in you while you're listening to a sex offender sing about honey love and all this other shit. And if you don't know who the fuck I'm talking about, I'm talking about R. Kelly. So stay in your lane. I do not care because the message of the song is all I really care about. I don't care about anything else. So just want to address that because I do know that there are some people out there that might have an opinion about it and I wanted to address it and then get to the message of the podcast is way more important than what Cardi may have done back in the day. So (laughs) I wanted to talk about life goals and I wanted to start off the segment of life goals by saying that I pride myself on being as honest as possible with my audience. I can't expect my audience to understand and resonate with me if I'm not honest with them about whatever struggles I have gone through or whatever struggles I'm going through. And so with that being said, I do want to kind of explain um, a little bit other underlying reasons as to why my podcast has been a little late. The first time that it was late, um, that was completely out of my control. Um, That had everything to do with technical difficulties. That had nothing to do with anything that I may have done. But last week's episode was a little um, late because I had family that came in. You know, we've been cleaning out my grandfather's home and gearing up for an estate sale. And some family members are getting certain things and I've been getting, you know, a lot of the big things out of his house that I need. And the other thing, that's that's one of the reasons, but the other reason why the podcast was uploaded a little late is because in May of this year, I was laid off from my job. And even though we got a severance package and everything else it was such a blow because no one expects to be laid off from their job you just never expect it and although I kind of had a little bit of a feeling I thought that maybe I had some time to look for another job and I did not have the time to look for another job as one would hope so I was laid off from my job and after being laid off from my job I became extremely depressed and became extremely anxious because the pressure was on. You know, I had purchased a new car in February after my previous car was totaled in a car accident. I had purchased a new car. My note, you know, payments went up by 50 more dollars. You know, so I'm thinking about that. I moved into a new apartment um, in March and it was an apartment that I love and of neighborhood that I have fallen in love with and uh, so which means that my rent you know, is a little bit more than what I was paying at my previous apartment. And it was just so many things that was just starting to pile, you know, one on top of each other. And I went home, you know, a couple of weeks after I was laid off. And then the second day of me being home, my grandfather passes away. And it's just been a rough summer. 
for me. It's been a rough summer for me emotionally. It's been a rough summer for me mentally. And it's been a rough summer for me financially. And so I'm at a, like for example, I'm at a space now where I'm unsure if I'm going to be able to pay my car note. I have I haven't the slightest clue. I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay my rent. And so I'm currently freaking out about that. And so in the midst of trying to not freak out about any of that, I'm having to apply my own advice that I'm giving to you guys to my own life. And sometimes that can be really hard for us to do because... We can give advice all day, but we can't take the advice that we give. If that's something that I'm, I've been working on for like a year now, and I really am doing that now because I'm like, I'm telling myself like, okay, Jackie, this podcast means a lot to you, and your audience means a lot to you, and you have to be honest with your audience in order for them to connect, in order for them, for what you're saying to resonate, you have to be honest with them. And I'm mentioning my financial struggles and my lack of employment in this episode because being laid off was not a part of my life plan. It wasn't a part of my life goals. And so it puts a damper on your life goals. And then when you're applying for jobs and you're going for interviews and you're, you know, you're not getting any answers back and you're redoing your resume a gazillion times, it becomes discouraging. And so I've had to kind of sit back, meditate, pray, let out a couple of tears, let out the frustration. I've had to listen to music to kind of get myself together. I've had to read a couple of Bible scriptures in order to be in a great space because I have to be able to practice what I preach, but I also have to be willing to acknowledge the fact that maybe I'm not in a really good space and I want to be in a much better space. And it's kind of where I am right now. You know, it's uh, it's tough not knowing where your next meal is going to come from, if you're going to be employed, if if you're going to be homeless, or if you're going to have a car. It's, it's tough having to sit there and ask these questions of yourself over and over again, and you just draw a blank because you don't have an answer of where it's going to come from. And so... And my life goals, I knew that once I got the raise at my job, I wanted to continue trying to move up in the company. And I had all these plans for my life. I had all these plans with my checks that I was going to do, you know, once my bills are paid for, then we're going to do this, you know, and do that and, and what have you. And we can sit here and we can have a list of things that we want for our lives, but you also have to be mindful of the fact that life is going to throw a monkey wrench into your game to test you. And so I felt like this episode was perfect for me to admit the struggles that I'm currently going through to allow myself to be vulnerable so I can continue allowing you guys to understand where I am. But not only just that, but I mean, it's just, I just wanted to explain to you guys why the episodes are coming a day late. You know, it's, 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 they, I'm at a, I'm not in a good space and I'm trying to be in a good, I'm in, I'm in, I'm not going to say I'm not in a good space because I have great days and a lot of the great days that I have are attributed to my girlfriend. You know, T has been amazing. I couldn't ask for a better 
woman in my life and I know I've said that a lot the last couple of episodes but she has been a part of my support system along with my family and although my family is super supportive they're grieving just like I'm grieving and so I know we can only be as supportive as we possibly can considering the circumstances and so she's been she stepped up to the plate and has said baby I got you you know just talk to me I'm here you know I love you we're going to get through all of this together and so even though she has her own issues as well the fact that she's taken it upon herself to be there for me in the best way that she can you know I couldn't ask for you know for anything more so um talking about what I'm going through right now I felt was perfect for this episode so with hashtag life goals um what are life goals life goals are things that you have planned out for yourself you know we all have a list of things that we say i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do it's almost like a bucket list and but bucket lists are things that you can just kind of fuck off on like oh i want to go bungee jumping or oh i want to go have sex at a waterfall or something (laughs) or i want to go see the niagara falls or i want to go to canada and travel up and down the fucking country like it's it's those are that's bucket list but a life goal list is a list of things that you want to do that's long lasting in your life and I wanted to talk about life goals affecting our mental health because we put so much pressure on ourselves to achieve our goals by a certain time or a certain age so for instance one thing especially for females um, and I'm going to speak from a, from a feminine perspective because I am a woman. But I'm, this is not to say that guys don't do the same thing. I'm pretty sure guys do. Um, but for women, we have a lot of pressure from all angles, especially on ourselves when we say, okay, we have to get married by 25 and have our first child by 26 or 27. There are a lot of people out here who don't have that. You know, for example, I'm one of those people. I didn't know whether or not I ever wanted to get married, but I said if I do get married, I wanted to be married by 26, 27 and have a child before I'm 30. And I'm 31 and none of that has happened. And I feel that we shouldn't put these strengths on ourselves like that because it leads to disappointment because life is going to happen the way that it happens. It's okay to have a life a list of life goals but I think that the best thing to do with that list is to remove the time limit because if you put a time limit on yourself to achieve these goals you're going to be disappointed every single time you know you can work as hard as you want to and you can make a little progress but if the universe is not ready for you to have that or if the higher powers that be aren't ready for you to have that you're not going to get it And so we have to be patient with ourselves and be patient with our goals. And we also have to take into account what the economy looks like right now, what our country looks like right now, with whatever life goals we have set for ourselves. We have to be mindful of the things that are surrounding us that could or could not possibly affect what our life goals are. Um, But when it comes to life goals, we start setting life goals at a young age. And we start we start at a young age with the age-old question of what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? 
that's the first question we're asked, which that to me kickstarts the list of life goals. Well, I want to be a firefighter. Well, I want to be a doctor. Well, I want to be the president of the United States. I want to be, um, I want to be a teacher. I want to be a librarian. I want to be this. I want to be that. That kicks off the list of life goals, which is great, which is fine, because when you are kick-starting that thought process in a child at a young age, I feel like it prepares them to allow their minds to start thinking about what it is that they really want to do and start focusing on reading books and taking classes that would essentially be beneficial to them getting there. Now, true enough, you know, the older you get, what you want to do in your life is going to change over time. You know, you get to college and people change their their major 50 times before they settle on a major that works for them. You know, I'm, I changed my major once when I was in college. I went from an English major to a mass communication major, which made more sense for me. Um, but I ended up having my minor in English, so it kind of worked out for me. But... um of course, like I said, of course, over time, you're, what you want to do is going to change. But at least that question sparks your mind to start thinking about it. But I feel like that question also is a very loaded question. And it also triggers a little bit of anxiety because it's like, oh, shit, I really have to think about this. Because I'm not going to be young forever. My parents aren't going to take care of me forever. I mean, you're not thinking about that at seven or eight. But when you get to like junior high, high school, it's just like, okay, (laughs) we're not going to be young forever. Our parents are going to take care of us forever. We got to really figure this thing out. We got to really at least get a foot, a leg up on whatever it is that we want to do. So once you ask that question, the pressure begins to build over time. The older we get, the more reality sets in and the more people will ask us, what do you want to do with your life? What after high school, what do you want to do? Well, after college, what do you want to do? Well, what steps are you going to take? You get all these questions thrown at you and it's suddenly like you can't breathe. You know what I'm saying? You start getting depressed. You start being unable to sleep because it's bugging the fuck out of you that you feel this pressure to try to figure out what it is that you want to do with your life. You know, I do believe that it's healthy to have a goal of what it is that you want to do and to work towards that goal, but also know that you can't pressure yourself to complete a goal by a certain age. That doesn't mean, I know a lot of people will hear that and be like, well, that gives the person the ability to slack. That only gives a person the ability to slack if they don't care enough. You can take away a time frame and bust your ass and because you care enough. But if you don't care enough, you're going to slack whether you have a motherfucking time frame or you don't. You're going to slack regardless. So that shit doesn't matter. I mean, that's, I feel like that that's just human nature. I feel like that's just normal, you know, and that's just me. Once again, I'm not a licensed therapist. I'm not a licensed sociologist. I'm not a licensed behavior doctor. You know, I'm not, I'm not any of that. I'm just talking from my own experience of myself and the people that are around me. I study people. I watch people. I read a lot, you know, and I can only say what my opinions are. 
And I feel like people reach their goals without a time frame if that's what they really want. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's really what you want, you're going to work hard whether you have a time frame or not. Another thing that has us believing that we have to hit our goals at a specific time is society. Society has us believing that we have to reach certain goals by a certain age. You know, and that's where the understanding that everyone's path in life is different and you're not guaranteed to reach a goal at a particular age. I think that that understanding is where it becomes super important. And with society, before social media, you would just read books. Now you have social media where everyone is, everything that we see is at a surface level. We see social media influencers out here living their best lives but we're not seeing the work it took to get to where they are you know we see celebrities like Diddy or we see um, Megan Thee Stallion or we see Nicki Minaj or we see you know just different celebrities we see them and we see their success everything we see everything at a surface level but we don't see the hard work and sacrifice that they have to put in behind the scenes. I can say that we kind of see that with Megan the Stallion because Megan is technically still a college student. She's still attending Texas Southern University. Shout out to Texas Southern. That is actually the school that my younger brother James goes to. He is currently a sophomore. So shout out to Texas Southern Tigers and to my brother James. Um, super duper proud of you. He's in band. He plays the um, mellow phone so give him a shout out let him know that I gave him a shout out on the podcast he'd be very happy about that but um she has you know talked openly about how yes she goes on stage and she performs yes she goes to these parties and she meets all these people that she's always wanted to meet but when it all winds down she still has another goal that she has to Achieve. She still has another goal that she has to accomplish, and that's to get her degree. Um, not sure exactly what her degree is in, but uh, or what she's going to school for. But she still busts her ass to make sure her papers are done, to make sure her assignments are done, and make sure that all deadlines for those assignments are met. She still has to put in the work behind the scenes, and that's one of the reasons. I don't know about y'all. I know a lot of people love her because she's natural. And, you know, she hasn't had any work done and she twerks and all this other stuff. That's all great, especially, you know, the being natural thing, because the end thing now on social media is to have fake bodies. But what the thing that I love about her is her willingness to expose that, no, bitch, I'm still out here in school, like actually getting it. And I'm booking all these gigs because I'm having to pay for my education out of pocket, you know, and so really rapping is supplemental for her it's supplying her ability to go to school it's supplying the funds so she can go to school and get her degree and that's admirable to me and if anything that's really the reason why I love Megan the Stallion like I love a girl who is free and is very you know content with who she is as a woman and you know I love her free spirit and I love ratchet music and she is definitely Houston ratchet royalty but my obsession with her has everything to do with her 
putting in the work behind the scenes and being open about it. And I feel that we don't have enough of that on social media or in society, period. And so we think that everything is automatic, which causes us to screw ourselves over because we want it to be automatic or we want it to be done by this certain age. But if you were to if you were to speak with a lot of these people, they will tell you, hey, it took me about 10, 15 years to be to be where I'm at. You know, I mean, look at people like Morgan Freeman and Oprah and Taraji P. Henson. I mean, they it took them years to get to a little bit of success to where we even knew their names. And Morgan Freeman is a perfect example because we think this nigga been looking like this his whole damn his whole life. <laughs> and then you have Taraji P. Henson. She's been out there for a really long time, but she really exploded onto the scene outside of black people by playing, you know, Benjamin Button. You know, by being in the Benjamin Button movie. And not only that, she really, really exploded by being on Empire playing Cookie Lion. You know, but she, before those two gigs, Taraji had been in the business 20 years. She had been acting 20 years. And she didn't get the recognition that she deserved or the awards that she deserved until recently and that woman is in her 40s. So that's what I mean by you can't put a time frame on when to achieve certain goals. If you grind it out and you work hard like she grinded it out and she worked hard, it's going to come to you. Grinding it out and working hard builds character. It builds strength. It builds stamina. It builds a test for a testimony. And I don't want to get all preachy, but that's really what it is. How can you appreciate the fruits of your labor if it just comes to you easily? You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't appreciate the fruits of your labor the way that you should if it's just given to you automatically. No, go through that grind. Go through that hustle. Go through that phase. I promise you it's going to come out much better. And it's, you're going to be great. You're going to be so grateful. You're going to be so appreciative. And it's going to turn out the way that you would have wanted it to turn out times 10. I, I promise you. You know, don't let society and social media dictate, you know, what you think should be happening at what time you know what i'm saying you know sometimes wise we can't control because the universe might believe that we aren't ready for that yet and that's okay you know what i'm saying it, it's completely okay you know you might not get that marriage at the time that you want it you might not get that job at the time that you want it you might have might not have children at the time that you want it and you might not have that the you know seven-figure deal, seven-figure package, or you might not have the house that you want by a certain age. It's Maybe you're just not ready, you know, but that doesn't mean you stop grinding. That means you say, okay, it's not time for me yet. I want to keep grinding until I get it, and it will happen. You just have to be patient and not restrict yourself to time limits and to age. Um, another thing that kind of affects us when it comes to our life goals and our mental health are our families once again talking about families not everybody wants to be honest about that and that's completely understandable it's uncomfortable to talk about it but it's real it's honest and it's a huge part of how we react to certain things and how we handle certain things um because our family also have the have can also have a feeling 
pressured to achieve certain goals, especially our parents, because in every culture is different. But I know a guy who I'm really good friends with. He's Nigerian. And Nigerians, Africans, period, if we're honest, but Nigerians are really, really huge on education. They're huge on education. They're huge on you're going to be a doctor or you're going to be an engineer. You know what I'm saying? And they tend to have the ability to pressure their kids to go into things that they want them to do without thinking, yeah, your child could do those things, but what is it really worth them doing those things if they're unhappy? I feel like happiness is important. And we don't see a lot of families being willing to say, okay, do whatever makes you happy. And I can only speak for black and brown people, but especially in the black community, that is a habit that we have that is completely horrible when it comes to our kids. We tell them what they're going to do, not what they, not encourage them to do whatever it is that they want to do. You know, you can give your child advice if they request it, but don't shut down their dreams. And so because our families put all this pressure on us, our life goals don't look like how we want them to look. It looks like how they want our life goals to look. You know, you just have to make sure that your goals are your goals and not someone else's or else your hashtag life goals are just going to continuously make you anxious. They're going to continue to make you depressed and continue to make you question yourself because you're going to always have this pressure to make them proud. But then the day when they're proud, you're going to go home and be sad. Then what? You know what I'm saying? Like, think like that. You you really have to think like that. Like, I love my mother, you know, to death. And I know that whatever life I might lead, she might not agree with it. It might not be what she had envisioned for me. But she knows that I'm going to always do whatever makes me happy, regardless of anyone's opinion of it. And that's one thing I can say I've, I've always kind of been honest about I've always kind of been that girl you know that I'm going to always do what makes me happy whether you like it or not like there's some things that I will bend on but a bitch ain't breaking (laughs) that's never happening a bitch is not going to break I can promise you that I might bend on some things but to break completely and let you have that you got me full circle cash money fucked up like that shit's not happening and so we have to get to that space that mind space with our friends, our family, and sometimes with ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of think back to yourself and look on, look at your life goals and say, if I do all of this, will I be happy? Or if I do all of this, will they be happy? You ask yourself those two questions, I promise you, you'll have your answer right there on what, what your move should be. You know what I'm saying? Like you, And, of course, people are going to react a certain way that's going to happen regardless. But you can't live in fear of how they're going to react. How they're going to react is how, is how they're going to react. Nothing is going to stop that. Nothing is going to change it. At best, it'll last 10 minutes and then you can keep it fucking moving after that. So how do we get better? How do we get better with our mental health when it comes to our life goals how do we do a much better job at it 
Well, first you have to realize that we are our own worst enemy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We will set a goal for ourselves and then second guess the shit out of it. Whose fault is that? It's our fault. True enough, yeah, my mental health, me being anxious makes me do that. I completely understand because I've definitely been in that position. But that doesn't make us any less of a worse enemy to ourselves. You know, we tend to get into our own head about goals and what we should be doing and what we should be hitting. Um, I had a friend. She and I are no longer friends. Um, I had to cut that friendship off. But she and I would always have a conversation about life and what she wanted and what I wanted. She wanted to be married and have kids and have her dream job all before she turned 28. Well, she's 28 now. She will be 29 this year. And she hasn't hit those goals. And when she hit 20, when she turned 28, she was kind of down on her birthday because she was like, I haven't hit any of my goals. I said, well, no, you haven't hit any of your goals because you set a time frame for yourself. But who's to say that that's going to happen by that time frame? You know, what if you're just not ready for that? You know what I'm saying? And a lot of the stuff that she wanted, she kind of held herself back from because she wasn't open to being the one to take the first step. She wanted it to come to her. And I said, life doesn't work like that. You know, like, for instance, her and relationships, her wanting to be married. It's okay to have a preference. It's okay to say, okay, I want a six-foot-five man so I can climb him like a tree and all this other kind of stuff. That's perfectly fine. But who is to say that that is who the universe has for you? Who's to say that? You, you can't set a limit for yourself. I say you can have a preference. But I think you need to have realistic preferences. And I think that you need to also remain open to all possibilities of man. So you can be okay and want a guy who's six foot five. But who's to say the guy that's five nine won't treat you just as great, if not better, than a six foot five guy. What if the six foot five guy is a douchebag and this five nine, five eleven guy is absolutely perfect and has all the traits in a man that you would want, but you're so focused on the physical aspects that you're missing out on a great man. You can't do that. And that's and then too with dating she didn't want to approach anyone. She didn't want to shoot her shot and although that can be nerve wracking sometimes because you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable by shooting a shot to someone I mean there's only two ways it can go you're either gonna get a positive reaction or you're gonna get rejected you know with my girlfriend you know I shot my shot at her because you have to if you guys know me you've seen her you know she is not an ugly person she is not an ugly woman at all like she is absolutely she's pretty as fuck and she's fine as fuck and she could have any woman on earth that she wants but because of how I approached her and how I shot my shot and I took that chance she was like hell yeah I'll give her a chance because she is so used to her being the predator that sounds bad but she's so used to being the hunter and approaching women and she's not used to women approaching her 
And so I had to take, and I'm used to, I'm used to women approaching me, but I'm also used to approaching women. And I'm used to, I'm open to sliding in DMs and shooting my shot all day. You know, there's a couple of people on my friends list I shot my shot at and was just like, mm, maybe we can stay friends. You know what I'm saying? But it opened the door for opportunity. And the worst that could happen is that it just doesn't work out. And so she wasn't, she's not willing, I can't say now because I haven't spoken to her in a while, but she wasn't willing to do that. So that's what I mean by we can be our own worst enemy. You won't take the necessary steps that you need to take to get to where you're trying to go or you overthink it and you give yourself a timeline. We also have to make sure our goals are attainable. It's okay to dream big, but can you achieve that goal with where you are currently? If not, work hard at it. We can sit here and say, I want a huge house. I want 10 acres of land. I want a huge house, blah, 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 and this and that and the third. That's a, that's not a bad goal, but is that attainable for what you have right now? No. Well, what can you do to make it attainable? You bust your ass and you get there. You know, just make sure that your goals are attainable for where you are in that moment. Especially if you're going to set a timeline for yourself. Make sure that you can actually get that motherfucking goal. <laughs> because if not, you're setting yourself up for disappointment anyway. And then you did it to yourself. Which goes back to point one. We're our own worst enemy. So make sure that your goal is attainable. Um, you also have to understand that trials will come along the way. Tests will allow us to have a testimony. So we can be more appreciative of it, but also be able to pass along the advice that we've learned to others. One thing that I am so grateful to God for is giving me certain trials and tribulations to experience in life so I can be able to help someone else. They all suck. It's not, it wasn't fun to go through the things that I've gone through, but the way that I'm able to listen to other people tell me their situation and knowing that I can give them the advice that helped me out and what tips I'm able to, you know, give because of what I've learned, that to me is more fulfilling than anything on earth because I'm a helper. I have a, a heart of service. I'm every bit of my grandfather's child because he had a heart of service as well. He was a teacher. And not saying that I could be a teacher, but I feel like I could be a life coach in a sense. And I want to be able to help people and I want to be able to give hope where hope is lost. You know what I'm saying? I want to be able to allow people to learn and understand that they're not alone and that they can get through this too. And I think that if you understand that trials will come along the way in your life goal plan, it'll make going through the life goals much easier. And you'll be um, more open and responsive to the tests that you'll come across. That's not to say that the tests are going to be easy. More than likely, the testimony, the test for your testimony is going to be the hardest, one of the hardest things you'll ever learning your life but also keep in mind that God will not put more on you than you can bear and clearly you're strong enough to handle it which is why you're going through it and that'll teach you to not underestimate yourself 
Um, lastly, make sure that our goals are our goals and not someone else's. Um, I said it already before a few minutes ago, but you have to make sure that what you want to do in your life on your life in your life goals plan is for you. Because you're the one that has to live with it for the rest of your life, not someone else. So if you're setting your own goals, then you have nothing to worry. You have no one else to blame for the list but yourself. And you can just say, well, I'm going to fix my list for myself because I don't like the way I did it the first time. Don't allow someone to put into your mind and into your life plan what they want you to do. Do what you want to do and everything will turn out the best way that it could possibly turn out. Don't give up. Work hard. Bust your ass. And just keep moving forward. And keep being the best that you can be. And know that everything on your list will be accomplished at the right time. Just keep working hard at it. And you'll get there, I promise. So, that is all for this week's episode of Part of My Mental um, thank you guys so much for listening. Of course, check out our social media. Um, Pardon my mental on Facebook. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at JX Savage. Or you can follow me on Twitter at JX Renee. That's J-A-E-X-R-E-N-E-E. Um, you can follow me on the social media. Shoot me a message. Shoot me a question. Again, I'm looking for new ideas for Nick for season two of Part of My Mental. So don't hesitate to send me any ideas um, of what you think we should talk about. Um, next week is going to be about hashtag bitch I came to work. And it is all about how your job can affect your mental health. That's something else that nobody ever wants to talk about. And I just want to throw out there for future so you can kind of think about this. I'm a firm believer in taking a mental health day from your job. So that's it, guys. I am Jackie, a.k.a. JX Savage. I'm signing off. See you guys next time. Bye.